Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. Good to see everybody this morning. Amen. Amen. Everybody, bright eyed, bushy tail, ready to worship the Lord. Amen. 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 Uh, we have prayer requests for uh, JR Eagle Deer this morning. Eagle Deer. And uh, he is uh, wanting to make a change in his life, and then uh, he's asked us to pray for him that uh, his, his heart is to come to come back to church, I should say, yeah. come back to the Lord. So let's pray for him. He, he will be getting out of uh, prison soon, and he wants to come this way, so pray for him. Amen. J.R. Eagle Deer, and then, uh, of course, let's remember Delbert. Let's remember my mom. Uh, Brother Chuck and, and Sister Linda request prayer. Uh, they can have a worship service up there, only 25% of their congregation. But uh, pray for them. He said, uh, we want to be able to uh, rent a building right in Portage instead of out to uh, uh, Long Plains where they usually go. He said it'd be, uh, it would be make it easier for them. So uh, pray for them for that need. Pray for uh, Brother Craig and Sister Taryn Marshall. They should be arriving here around the 5th to 6th of uh, April. And then pray for Brother Wethy, Luke Wethy and his wife. Uh, they will be coming up on the 22nd and be with us until the 25th. Uh, uh, tentatively, I guess. If the Lord moves, and then we'll, go, we'll go on. Amen. I can't think of anything else right now. That's uh, our chairs, tables, and chairs should be arriving here this week. Amen. They're on their way. So, uh, Chapel sale Wagner on the night. Taco sale Wagner on the night. I'll get the list out. All you taco vendors. <laughs> Praise God. All you experts. All you bread makers. You know, deliverers. Whatever you do. Amen. Get yourselves ready. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So with that being said, um, I'd like to ask Brother Edwards if he would lead us in prayer this morning. Uh, stand up. Musicians, singers, come on up. morning out of uh, Psalm 138 it says I will praise thee with my whole heart yeah. for the gods will I sing praise unto thee the gods of this world we're going to sing praises to our God yeah. and I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name in the day when I cried thou answered me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. So if you're here this morning and you got something on your heart, you got a burden, you're in the right place. Because this is the hospital for souls. And uh, we have the best doctor we could ever have, Jesus Christ. So let's invite him into this place. Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you so much, Lord Jesus. 
Lord, you've blessed us in so many ways, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you give us a free will, Lord, that we can lift you up in praise and worship you, Lord, if we choose to, Lord. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would touch every heart, every, every mind in this place, Lord. And, Lord, that we would lift you up, Lord, with our whole heart, Lord, that we would not hold back, Lord Jesus. Lord, it would be just you and me, Lord Jesus, that kind of a bond and relationship. That's what you want, Lord. And, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would help us, Lord. Help us to be the one mind and one spirit and one accord in this place. And, Lord, I pray that you pour your spirit out of this place in a mighty way, Lord. Lord, that you would anoint the man of God, Lord, that you would speak for them, Lord. Lord, that you would bless the saints and the teachers, Lord, and the students, Lord. I pray, Lord, to be lifted up, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray you, Lord, Lord, your blessing and anointing, Lord, on the singers, Lord, on the musicians this morning, Lord. Lord, bless their skills and their knowledge, Lord, and their abilities, Lord. And Lord, we lift up those, Lord, that we we lift up to you, Lord, that you would touch their hearts, Lord Jesus, and encourage them, Lord. I pray, Lord, for, for J.R. of Eagle Gear, Lord Jesus, Lord. Touch him right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, it's an awesome thing, Lord, that he's drawn to you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would restore him, Lord Jesus. Lord, keep your hand, Lord, on Mom Marshall, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you keep your hand on Delbert,
day. I always get excited for Sunday mornings. To be honest, it's the best day of the week. Amen. What a better way to start off today.
Lord, thank you for the offering we're about to receive. Bless those that give and those that can't, Lord. Help us, Lord, not help us to communicate and forget not, Lord. In Jesus' name, help us to give cheerfully, Lord. Lord, bless the offering, bless the tithes. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor, Jesus. Amen. Yes.
This evening, uh, the offering, I, I, uh, an offering this evening, I'd like to designate that offering for Brother Wanene. Uh, they have their, have been uh, doing some uh, work on their building and everything involved with that and uh, uh, they, need, they need a little bit more funding. So, um, I would like to receive an offering for him this evening, and we will get that off to him. So uh, whatever you feel like you want to give to the work there in Kenya, Kenya, Africa, uh, just pray about it, and you can give that to the Lord this evening. So I want to make that announcement. I forgot about that. But um, want to do what we can to further the gospel, not just here, but throughout the whole world. So. He's been doing a great work. Amen. Thankful for what he's doing out there in Kenya. Mm -hmm. Praise God. So let me find my notes. Thank you, Jesus. If you have uh, your Bibles, if you have one beside you, turn to the second epistle of, of Timothy. Chapter 2, I didn't give anybody a chapter. Chapter 2, very familiar piece of scripture. You probably know what I'm going to talk about. Verse number 15. I'm going to talk to you this morning about it doesn't seem so by looking at the scripture, but you will hear, you will understand here in a little while about what uh, the Apostle Paul is saying here. Uh, I want to talk to you about the Lord's controversy. Mm -hmm. The Lord's 
controversy. And it's a, it's a great controversy. But here, here we see in uh, verse number 15, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Uh, we, we see here the Apostle Paul and his admonishment to uh, Timothy, saying to, for Timothy to study, study the Word of God. Study to show thyself approved unto God. And uh, there's a very good reason why we are, uh, we are admonished to study. And I'm not just talking about ministry. I'm just not talking about ministry, but I'm also talking about laity, the people of God, the congregation. For us to know, there's a good reason for us to study the Word of God. To, as as Paul said, to rightly divide it. And uh, in other words, what he's saying here, and I'll just give you a, a brief definition here in the Greek. Uh, orthotomia, or ozo, yeah, orthotomia, and that means to make a straight cut to make a straight cut so in other words when we're talking about making a straight cut we're talking about and the next part of this it says to dissect to make a straight cut to dissect and uh, expound correctly the divine message and uh, that's interesting isn't it that that would mean that, to dissect. And that doesn't mean this, because a lot of people would like to take that and, and say that we are to dissect the Word of God, we're to take it apart, but in a sense they say to question it. We are not to question it. We are basically supposed to get right straight to the truth, to understand the truth, to understand the Word of God. We are to be able to expound it correctly Expounding the divine message. This is a book that is obviously a given to us by God. As the scripture says, holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So in other words, what they received of God, they penned, they wrote it down, they recorded it so that we could have it. Amen. In, in book form. Hallelujah. So in other words, he let us know. He gave us knowledge. He gave us understanding. So that we can understand and know truth. That we can understand and know righteousness. So we can understand and know holiness. So we can receive wisdom and knowledge and great most of all that we can understand him yes. understand him so uh, it's important for us to 
to come to that in our lives to be able to develop that kind of uh, relationship that kind of connection with the Lord uh, to know him to know him it's it's something that is of grave importance to us as a people of God uh, turn with me in your Bibles to the Old Testament and you probably know where I'm going here uh, in the book of Hosea look what he says here in Hosea chapter 4 when you get there and verse we'll be reading a few verses out of here this is very interesting The Apostle Paul wrote uh, the book of Timothy. Some would speculate maybe around 60 AD, somewhere in that area. Not too long before his, uh, his execution, when he was martyred when he was beheaded in Rome. So, 60, 60 AD to now, uh, we're, what, we're um, 2,000, almost, no, 1,000 and uh, 60 years. Or is it 1,600 years? 1,960 years this side of that admonition. I'm trying to figure the math out here. 1,000, my mind. And, and you know what? It's still important for us today. Yes. To be acquainted, to, to understand, to know, to have that knowledge. A lot of people don't think so, but it is. Amen. So here we are in the book of Hosea, in chapter 4 and verse number 1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Wow. Look what he says, by swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. Therefore shall the land mourn and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beast of the field and with the fowls of the heaven, yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. So he says, Let no man strive, nor reprove another, for thy people are as they that strive with the priests. <clears throat> Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. So he says, My people are destroyed. 
or lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of the Lord thy God. I will also forget thee. Pay attention to what he's saying here. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. So, so here we have a, a in a sense, there's, he's, he's presenting a contrast. And of course, we're talking about the Lord's controversy. He said, he said, I have the uh, controversy with the inhabitants of the land because there's no truth, there's no mercy, there's no knowledge of God. So, when there is no truth, when there is no mercy, when there is no knowledge of God, when there's, when there's no connection to Him, no understanding, obviously if that's absent, something else is going to be there in its place. And that's what He's saying. That's what He's bringing out. Because there's no knowledge, because there's no truth, there's no mercy, He says, there's swearing. And there's lying, and there's killing, and there's stealing, and they're committing adultery, they're breaking out, and blood touches blood. So all these things are there, present, and that's what his concern is. Instead of them having the knowledge of God, instead of them uh, walking in mercy and having mercy, walking in the knowledge of God and walking in truth, they don't. Instead, it's the Opposite. You know what? He made a reference in the scripture in the book of Isaiah where he said that they have become brutish. Brutish. What does that word mean, brutish? They, they are given to the impulses of their flesh. They are just given to it. That, that's the way we are. We're carnal creatures. Uh, that's something that we don't like to hear. Something that we don't like to talk about, but it's true. We are carnal creatures. We have this body of flesh. We contend with this on a daily basis. And, and because of that, it can do, it can, it can impede our spirituality. Amen. We, 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 we don't realize it, but, you know, if we allow that, we walk, if we allow that in our life, if we allow our, 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 uh, brutishness, if I want to say it that way, to to continue to dominate, we are basically given into the dictates of our flesh. And so because of that, guess what human nature is alive and well. And so that's why I said there's a lot of lying, there's a lot of killing, there's a lot of stealing, there's adultery, and in all this, blood touches blood. So we see that. So, so he says... Uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. In verse number six, you're destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Lack of it. That's what happens. That is our downfall. Praise God. When we don't have the knowledge of God. It's amazing. It's amazing that we can acquire. You know what? A lot of people hopefully will come to this understanding about being a child of God, becoming a Christian. There's a lot of things that we can experience as a result of us 
desiring to live that way, uh, you know, being born again. There's so many things that come with that, amen, with that blessing of being a child of God. And we, we need to pursue it because it's not just, uh, you know, a, a simple uh, profession of faith and that's it and you don't learn anything. Mm, that's right. A lot of people are in that state right now where, yes, they can claim to be children of God, but they don't know anything about God. Amen. Right. Amen. They have no clue. That's right. And, and, and instilled in the Word of God is all this knowledge, all this wisdom, so that we can come to know, and not just come to know it intellectually, but to come to know it where we can ingest it so we can become the people that God wants us to become. Yeah. So that's why it's important for us to understand this. So that's why he said, uh, go with me. Um, okay. Uh, right here in this particular scripture verse, uh, let me just kind of, when, when Hosea was speaking this, when the, Lord's, when the Lord laid this on Hosea's heart, he began to minister to the people of uh, Israel. This was the year 780 B.C. 780 B.C. That's a long time ago, isn't it? Amen. And, and the Lord had a controversy with his people back then. Come on, folks. Yeah. Yeah. You have one of the greatest things. That's right. You know salvation. Not everybody knows salvation. That's right. Not everybody knows what, you know, or has experienced the salvation of God. There's something about being set free from sin. Yeah. And praise God, we're not destined to a devil's hell no more. That's right. So there's something about people that are in that position. But let me tell you something. Uh, we need to understand that God wants to impart to us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So that we can obviously experience the full extent of his salvation. This is not what it's all supposed to be. Or what it's all cracked up to be. Just coming to church every Sunday. That's right. Uh, lifting your hands and worshiping and all. That's not, that's not the, the full experience uh, of walking with God. There's more to it. We can, uh, we can definitely... Come to a place of understanding in our own mind, in our own spirit, and, and experience what it is to truly, truly be saved. Amen. 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 So that's what he says. My people are destroyed for, for lack of knowledge. Hold on. Um, go with me. Make a, quickly, just quickly go to uh, the, the first chapter of... Um, Isaiah and uh, first chapter of Isaiah and look what he says here in Isaiah look what he says uh, verse number uh, three he says this well, let's back up to verse number two. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. 
The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But look what he says. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Ah, oh, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger, they are gone away backward. Wow. Well, the time that Isaiah spoke this is around 760 B.C. Somebody's by saying, well, why is he giving us times? Why is he giving us dates? There you go. It was a persistent problem. It was a persistent problem. Something that existed. Something that was there. Hey folks, what am I trying to tell you this morning? We have the greatest thing yes. any person Good. could ever yeah. have. That's right. Amen. Amen. And it's given to us via His Word, Amen. understanding, knowledge, wisdom. Amen. We have it all at our fingertips. And if we're not careful, we'll be, we'll be history will repeat itself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what happened to them. Usually when people do not seek God, it's because obviously they don't have a heart to seek God. That's right. They have other agendas, other issues, ever other desires. So that's what takes them away from wanting to know God. All those things come and they are a distraction to us. And our mind is not on the things of God. That's the important thing I want you to understand. You know, we if we really claim to know Him, If we really claim to know him, we would obviously uh, project that in the way we live and the way we think, the way we approach life. Because that's what he gives us through his word, okay? I'm just, amen. Let's go back to the book of uh, Hosea here. There's, there's some others I need, I need to get to so I can... Get on with this. In chapter 8 of Hosea, something interesting here. Uh, if you go there, chapter 8 of Hosea. And right around uh, verse number, uh, let me see here. I need to find my place too. Okay. Whoops. Maybe something like right here. Glory to God. Look what, look what it says in verse number 11 in, in, in Hosea 8. Look what it says. Because Ephraim hath made many altars to sin, altars shall be unto him to sin. That's kind of a, something that he would say this. The way he says that. Because Ephraim had made an altar. The one that was before 
Amen. The, uh, the tabernacle and the one that was before the temple. Only one altar where they came to offer their sacrifices. So he says, because he has many altars, <coughs> many altars. I want you to understand this for all of us in here right now. There, to us, there's only one altar. Amen. Not many altars. That's right. We can't be of the opinion that, well, yes, I know the Lord, but you know, I can go offer my sacrifices on other altars also. No, there's only one altar Amen. that we are coming to. Okay? And that was that was Ephraim's sin where they thought they had many altars. They could go sacrifice to many gods. That was their downfall. We can't sacrifice, go and sacrifice unto many gods. You know why? Because there's only one true God. Praise God. That's right. Makes a difference who you sacrifice to. And that's why he said that. So he said, because Ephraim hath made many altars to Altars to sin, altars shall be unto him to, to sin. In other words, he's going to be swallowed up in it. That's why we have to be careful, folks. That's why we have to be careful. So he says in verse 12, I have written to him, look what he says. I have written to him the great things of my law. The great things of my law, but they were counted as a strange thing. My, my, my. That's why people look at this book and they're just kind of like, uh, yeah. Hallelujah. You know what? If somebody told you, to go to a certain location. Somebody told you, if you go north of town off of University Boulevard, go about five miles, you'll come to a, a, a field on the left side, you'll see a marker there, and you go out in that field, uh, you go through the approach to that field and you go uh, northwest, oh, about 100 yards, and if you stop right there, there's gonna be a marker there, right in that location. And beneath that marker, about 20 feet, if you can dig that deep, there is a chest of gold. What would you do? Huh? You would probably follow all the directions to get to that place, but when you get to that area, guess what you have to do? You And, and what if they gave you just a shovel? But let me tell you something. If you want to get to that gold, you would dig, wouldn't you? Yeah. Why am I saying that? It's given to us in, in the Word. It's given to us in, in the Word. And you know what we have to do? We have to dig. Amen. Amen. We have to dig. We have to search. Praise God. Because if we don't, we're not going to attain the riches, the wisdom of God. Amen. And see, that was 
the Lord's controversy with his people. He said, I wrote to them. I, I have written to him the great things of my law. You know what? There's some, you know what? There's some awesome things written in the word of God. Amen. You know Amen. There's some very awesome revelation. There's understanding. There's wisdom. Amen. A lot of people have questions. You know where you're going to find the answer? That's right. And that's what he said. I gave it all to them. But it seemed something, it, it, seemed, it seemed to him, uh, what did he say? But they were counted as a strange, strange thing. They didn't really, they weren't really, they didn't know it. Just like, wow. I think that's our weakness. Human nature, that's our weakness. And uh, we just don't want to, we just don't want to go any further. Uh, go with me to the book of Micah. In chapter 6 of the book of Micah. And uh, it's just kind of right down the line. Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, chapter 6, and uh, look what he says in Micah, chapter 6. Uh, we'll start with verse number 1. I'll just read a, a few uh, verses out of this, but in uh, chapter 6, look what he says in verse number 2. Hear ye, O mountains, the Lord's controversy, and ye strong foundations of the earth. For the Lord hath the controversy with his people and he will plead with Israel oh my people what have I done unto thee here's the Lord asking questions what have I done unto thee and where have I wearied thee Woo. testify against me man wow. here we go any of you have some Deep-seated issues with God? Right. Oh. Huh? Mm. He gives you the opportunity to say, Hey, I'll give you some time, and I will listen. Mm. I will listen. But I want you to understand something. Look what he says. What, what have I done unto thee? What have I done unto thee? Let me tell you something. The Lord hasn't done any wrong to you and I. That's right. He hasn't done us harm. Wherein have I wearied thee? God won't weary us. Hallelujah. Rather, it's it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. James was talking about the wisdom that comes from above. It's first pure. Yeah. Huh? Peaceful. Easily to be entreated. That's right. So in other words, when God begins to minister to us and impart to us understanding and knowledge, it's not something that, uh, praise God, will, will weary us. Yeah. It's something that we will be able to comprehend, understand, something that we can receive. He said, my burden is not heavy. 
That's right. But it's light. Yeah. So whenever he speaks to us that way, whenever he imparts to us his knowledge, guess what happens? It's not going to be a weight to us. That's right. I really feel in my spirit so many people are blaming God for a lot of things and he's not even that's right even in this world today a lot of people don't know God but they sure like to blame God for a yeah. lot of things yeah. it was like somebody was saying about uh, what happened out there in Colorado not, not this last shooting but the, the Columbine shootings and they asked this one person who was a pastor, and they said, where, where was your loving God when all this was supposed to, when all this happened? Wasn't he supposed to be there to protect those innocent people? They had a legitimate concern. Huh? Mm -hmm. But you know what his answer was? He said, well, he said, look what this nation is doing right now. He said, you've taken... His, uh, the Ten Commandments out of the courtrooms. Yeah. Huh? yeah. You took prayer out of the school. Right. You've eliminated God from uh, you know all the public buildings and, and, and all this. He said you've taken him out of his place. He said so. So obviously, if you don't want God around, he's not going to be around. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. 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 And people want to blame God. Yeah. Can't blame him. Yes, if he were there, he probably would have prevented something evil from happening. But see, that's just the way human nature is. And that's what he says. That's what he says. What have I done unto thee, and where have I wearied thee? Testify against me. For I brought thee up out of the land of Egypt, and redeemed thee out of the house of servants, and I sent before thee Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, O my people, remember now what Balak, king of Moab, consulted, and what Balaam, the son of Beor, answered him from Shittim unto Gilgal, that ye may know the righteousness of the Lord. That ye may know the righteousness of the Lord. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings? with calves of a year old. Pay attention to what he's saying. Will the Lord be pleased with ten thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has showed thee, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. The bottom line is not how many sacrifices we can bring. That's right. That's what he's saying. Amen. Even to offer our young, to give our young, to burn our young in the fire. That's what Israel was doing. But they weren't really seeking God. They were seeking a false god by the name of Molech. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and they would offer their young as a sacrifice to the god of Molech. They thought they were seeking God, but they weren't seeking God. Yeah. God doesn't require that of us. That's right. And, and even, even he said, even in your feast days, here you come with all your, your gifts and all your, your celebrations and all your sacrifices. But the, the problem was that they were in a routine. Mm. 
and their heart wasn't in it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They were going through all the motions. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they went there right here. That's right. Yeah. That's what a lot of people do sometimes. Mm -hmm. So he said, what did I, what did I show you? What, what, I, what, what I tell you that, that, you know, if you really were walk with me, what, what, he said, oh man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee? But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. To do justly. Something, isn't it? Amen. To love mercy. You know, here's the thing. To do justly. Here's the thing about the Word of God. This is, I want you to, I don't want to jump the gun, but I'm just going to put this in there just briefly. But uh, whenever we encounter different situations in life, if you read, you know, a lot of people, when they look at the Old Testament and, and they begin to study the Word of God, and uh, of course you go back into the book of Leviticus and uh, Numbers and Deuteronomy, book of Leviticus mainly, Deuteronomy, you're going to find out there's a lot of uh, laws, they call divers laws, and different laws pertaining to uh, not just moral laws, you know, our relationship with Him, but civil laws, our relationship with one another. Amen. Those, those two laws are contained in those two books. And, and <clears throat> even, even, here's the thing, even how we treat our animals. Mm. Amen. 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 <laughs> God wants us to have good relationship with all, all, all life. And so we need those two things. We need the moral law. We need the civil law. Amen. Okay? The moral law is our relationship. Yeah. Our morals. Yeah. As you know, the world is really immoral right now. Yes. And if, we, if, we, if the moral laws are in place, then we will have no difficulty with the civil laws. Amen. Our relationship with one another. Yeah. Huh? But when the moral law is off kilter, guess what happens? The civil law is going to be off kilter too. Yeah. Right. So when we're right with God, we'll be right with our brethren. Amen. We'll be right with anybody that's around us, Amen. our neighbor. Amen. Huh? You understand that? Amen. I'm just trying to, in, in a nutshell, Amen. you know, get you to understand that. But uh, so here's the thing: He imparts to us when we talk about. He said to love judgment. That's what he said, didn't he? What did I require you? But to just to do justly. To do justly. You know what that means? We're to be able to go through any situation in life, any encounter, whatever it may be, positive, negative, whatever it is. And we're to be able to adjust ourselves to that situation. Amen. But we're to do it justly. We're to make the right judgment, mm -hmm. the right call. Yeah. Any of you ever have to make a judgment call? Yes. Yeah. Huh? You have to decide on your own what you're going to do. Uh, critical thinking. Yeah. In a crisis, you go, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, how are we going to learn to be able to get past all those 
and to make the right judgment. That's right. Amen. Amen. Contained in the word of God is all those, the insight that he's given us through the law so that we know how to deal with our fellow man. Amen. We even learn how to treat our animals right. Yeah. Amen. And to love mercy. To love mercy. But here, here's, here's how we interpret it. To love mercy. Oh, yes. I want the mercy of God. That's not what he's talking we about. Gotta be merciful. To love mercy. You know what that? That is on us to be merciful yep. to others. Amen. Amen. Huh? Because sometimes human nature doesn't like being merciful. Mm -hmm. To love mercy. To be merciful. Everybody knows what it's like to be in a situation where you need some kind of mercy. You need some kind of help. Thank God for mercy. And to walk humbly before him. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Let's go, let's go some more. This um, uh, Second Chronicles, chapter 15. This is beautiful. Second Chronicles chapter 15, and we will read, let me see here, let me find my place here. Verse number one we'll start with, look what it says, And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa, and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah, and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if you seek him, if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. It's just as easy as that, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just as easy as if you want somebody in your relationship, you'll want to pursue that relationship. But if you don't want somebody in your relationship, you won't pursue it. That's right. God says, you either want me or you don't want me. That's right. Make up your minds. Yeah. If you don't want me, I won't be fond of you. That's right. Woo. That's right. Huh? Amen. So that's what he says. Now for a long season, verse number three, Israel hath been without the true God. Wow, even Israel without the true God. And without a teaching priest and without law. All this. <laughs> Let me say it again. When you're not seeking God, you're seeking something else. That's right. You know, when you're not walking with God, you're walking in something else. Either or. You cannot serve God or mammon, as right. Jesus said. So we see here. In Second Chronicles, we see here what the Lord is speaking to King Asa and saying that, uh, amen, that uh, 
all this about him. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna seek me, you're gonna I'm gonna be fond of you. <clears throat> if you seek, if you forsake me, then I will forsake you. But as long as you're seeking me, he said, guess what? I am with you. Amen. That's that's something. Here we talk. We're talking about revival, and we do want revival. Amen. Amen. We 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 need revival. We we. It's not just something that happens every so often. I've never read anywhere where revival can happen every other you know six months or every other month yeah. or every other year. No, no. You know what? Here's the thing. I've never seen any law about revival. Right. The only law about revival is when we backslide. That's right. Yeah. So when we backslide, we need to be revived again. Amen. But here's the thing about it. Is when we get to that point of being revived, we should always stay revived. Yeah. Amen. 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 That's right. Why do we allow ourselves to even step backwards? Yeah. Withhold ourselves. Let our hearts be turned from Him. We shouldn't be that way. If we're right with God, guess what? Our heart is turned to God. We should be heading that direction. Amen. Amen. And we should always... What revival? That's right. Amen. To walk in newness of life each day. Amen. Amen. But obviously, human nature is that sometimes we just we back off. We back off as a result. Guess what? The Lord makes it very simple. If you want me, you're going to have me. Amen. But if you don't want me, I don't want. I don't, I'm not going to hang around. That's right. Paraphrase that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'll make it easy for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't strain yourself too much if you're not walking with God because you chose to be there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Woo. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't get worked up too much. Mm. Mm? Because if you chose to follow another God, let that God help you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But you're going to find out that God's not going to help yeah. you. Yeah. So what you going to do? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, he says, For a long season, Israel hath been without the true God. The true God. So when you're not with the true God... Obviously, you're going to be with a false one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and without a teaching priest. And without law. Here's, here's some vital elements we need right now. We need the true God. We need a teaching priest. And we need the law of God. Amen. 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 That's what we need right here. Thank God. So... So when we see when we see here uh, why it's important for us to understand that God wants us to, to come to that place of, of to know Him, to seek Him. Remember, we're talking about studying to show ourselves approved unto God. I like going to peak because it's a time for for me to get my batteries. Recharged, you know. I like to sit there, and listen to the preaching, mm-hmm. enjoying the fellowship, 
<clears throat> all the Holy Ghost clamoring with all the other Holy Ghost filled people. Amen. Amen. Holy Ghost craziness. Beautiful time. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite parts about Peak is when they, on, on the third day, they have the Bible quizzers get up there and they'll have them quote, and not just one passage of scripture. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they'll get up there and they'll quote chapters. Yeah. And they'll get up there and just sound it off like it's nothing. It's just Blind like they're reading the, looking in the prompter or something, reading the scripture. But you know what? They're quoting it and it's right here. Amen. It's hidden in their heart. Mm. Yes. Amen. I think about that. And so how did they attain to that, to that ability to be able to talk about the scriptures, quote the scriptures? You know what? They obviously, they had to read. Mm -hmm. Huh? I remember Brother Hancock uh, was ministering one time and uh, of course the Lord used him mightily in, in the gifts of the Spirit but most prevalent in his ministry uh, was the gift of healing gifts of healing that he, he God used him in so you would see that and I remembered one time he was preaching and uh, he began to quote the book of Psalms 103 and uh, I took it upon myself to follow him he didn't have a Bible he was just quoting it by heart and he quoted 100 Psalms 3 all the way through to the last verse. And you ever look at Psalms 103? It has 22 verses in there. And he quoted it all the way through. He did not miss one word. <laughs> Under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Obviously, he must have read it, but he knew what he was talking about. He's preaching it, and, and that's what he did. And, <clears throat> you come across people that have that ability to do that. Of course, Brother David Simmons. Everybody heard Brother David Simmons, yeah. didn't you? Amen. And when he gets going, I tell you what, he, he can amaze you. Mm. And I remember at one camp meeting, Brother Longshore said, Brother David Simmons, stand up and I want you to quote this chapter to all the congregation. Brother David Simmons gets up there and he just quotes it. Doesn't miss one word. Mm. Wow. You think it's possible? Yeah. Obviously it is. Amen. How did they get to that point where they could just speak it so freely? Obviously, they must have stuck their, as Brother Garrison would say to us, stick your noses in the book. Mm -hmm. right. Amen. Right. Yep. There you go. I know there's a lot of good readers in here. Mm -hmm. huh? mm -hmm. yeah. Some of you like to read Vogue. <laughs> People. Huh? Or maybe the tabloids. Do they still have them? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's called the <laughs> But we can we can you know divulge ourselves yeah. and stuff like that. We can know it really good. We can we can get it really good. And uh, to where we can become very acquainted with it. So that Man, we're, we're just all full of that kind of knowledge. But guess what? Uh, I believe this. Uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to prov provoke you. Mm -hmm. if, I, if you haven't, if you haven't uh, uh, realized it by now, I'm trying to provoke you. Amen. 
I'm trying to provoke you to get have a relationship with your Bible. Amen. You should have been there when we were being taught. Because every time we forgot our Bibles, and sometimes it was just a mistake, you know, we go to church, but walk in without a Bible, the Bible's in the car, and Brother Garrison would see you without your Bible, and say, hey, what's up? Oh, praise the Lord. Then he say, where's your Bible? Oh, yeah, my Bible. Oh, it's in the car. Guess what you have to do? You have to sing that song. <laughs> sing that song. And you would stand up and you go, Oh, what a wonderful treasure. Gift of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible and I. You would satisfy him. Go get your Bible, boy. Amen. Amen. So we learned to take it wherever we want. You know what? We work construction. So we go to work and our, our lunch boxes, we, we also have our Bibles with us. We take our Bibles and we sit down for lunch or break and guess what? We break out our Bibles and people are looking at us like, what in the world? What is that? Is that what I think it is? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, Amen. It's my Bible. Amen. Man, mm. you guys are awkward. Hey, you like to listen to your worldly music. Mm. You like to listen and look at your girly magazines. Yeah. That's awkward. Yeah. That's, That's right. not normal. That's right. Huh? You're indulging in the flesh. You're, 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 you're feeding your soul with ungodliness, with, with immorality. And they think it's normal. It's not normal. No. That's right. And so they would look at us and they would, you know, we, we get persecuted from, you know, that. Oh, look at. Man, those guys, and they used to call us the, you know, the holy boys. Amen. Uh -huh. But you know what? Just got to the point where, hey, have a nice day. Let me enjoy my life. Amen. Sit there and drink our coffee, eat our sandwiches, and Read the word of God. Yes. Huh? Uh, today you can't even take your Bible, I don't think, to a lot of places where you work. I don't think. I always took mine, regardless if they didn't want me to or not. I took it anyway. Amen. Huh? And uh, there's nothing they can do. That's right. So what am I trying to say to you? Read your Bible. Get Bible-oriented. Yeah, yeah. Learn your word. Because that's important for us. At the time that this took place in Israel's history, listen to this. When the Lord spoke to King Asa, and he said, you know, if you're with me, I'll be with you. If you don't want to be with me, I won't be with you. I'm just paraphrasing all this stuff. And he said when they didn't, they were without the true God and they were without a teaching priest and they were without the law. This was right around 94, 941 B.C. So we're actually 200 and some years before uh, Hosea. Uh, maybe, yeah, 200 and some years. 
almost 200 and uh, pretty close to it. So even back then, they had a problem. They had a problem. So you go and, and you read, you go into the book of Malachi, and look, look here in the book of Malachi now, we're coming, this is the book of Malachi, everybody, all the uh, theologians refer to this as there were 400 silent years from when Malachi quit prophesying to the birth of Christ. 400 silent years. In other words, there were 400 years that God did not speak through a prophet. Wow. That is a long time. <clears throat> there was silence before his coming into the world. To him, it was probably just a blink of an eye. But to mankind, it was 400 years of silence. God didn't say one word, but look what he said in Malachi chapter uh, 2 and right around verse number 7, look what he said he, he, the last thing he said to the people of, of Israel before the silence came he said, he said this in, in chapter 2 verse number uh, 5 my covenant was with him, he's talking about Levi of life and peace, and I gave him, I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. In other words, what he's saying to Israel, he said, I gave you <clears throat> the ministry. I gave you the priesthood. My covenant was with him. What covenant is he talking about? The covenant, the covenant to teach the law. The covenant to offer the sacrifices. To fulfill the ministry of the priesthood. So he says, The law of truth was in his mouth, and iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity, and did turn many away from iniquity. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge. And they should seek the law at his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Now he's talking about that. As you see that, he's, he's speaking to them in the beginning of the chapter. He talks about, uh, and now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you. So he's talking to the priesthood. But he says that. The priest's lips shall keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Look what he says. But ye are departed out of the way, Ye have caused many to stumble at the law. Ye have corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore I have made you contemptible and base before all the people, according as ye have not kept my ways, but have been partial in the law. Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? So when there is a lack of representation, when there's a lack of teaching, even the ministry, that's why it's, it's a big responsibility for us 
teach, to preach, and to live the Word of God. Because when you preach the truth, I found this out years ago. When you preach the truth, people are going to resist it. Mm -hmm. Heartbreaking sometimes. Yeah. Here uh, we had a good time Friday evening, Brother Rich Soli and Brother Rich Zephyr ministered to us the Word of God. So all you young men that were up here, all you men that were up here that ministered the Word of God, you, you kind of have an idea now. Yeah. You have an idea. You felt the burden of what it is to stand behind this pulpit. To talk to somebody about the Word of God. I mean, there's so many reactions from it. You know, a lot of it's like, Here's everybody's concern. Am I going to say the right thing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, amen. We're concerned about that. And I'm going to be able to speak without any kind of, of how would I say, uh, human error, nervousness. That's a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. amen. Do you know what it takes hours of preparation? Yeah, yeah. I didn't just put this together in. in. Right. Mm -hmm. I wish it could. <laughs> I wish it did happen like that. Just, ooh, there it is. Okay. But you know what it takes? Here's the thing it takes hours of preparation. Amen. It takes hours of praying, it takes hours of studying. Huh? Then you get up here and, and you know, we're the ministry of, of the Lord, so you know what we should do? We should minister the Word of God. Amen. Not minister my opinion, mm -hmm. huh? but minister the Word of God. That's what, it's, it's a big responsibility. Obviously, uh, things are where they need to be. Uh, if they weren't, guess what? We wouldn't, we wouldn't be blessed and we wouldn't feel the presence of the Lord like we feel today. But because we hold this place, we, we respect, we're in awe, we fear, we walk, we're in the Word of God. I always remember back in the days when you go to the Great Apostolic Fellowship and certain days they were given young ministers to get up there and evangelists to get up there and minister the Word of God and all the elders will be sitting on the platform and they get up there and, and, and every time one of them would start throwing out, you know, something uh, that kind of obviously they were kind of getting a little bit close, you know, kind of getting to the edge there. One of the elders would say, stay in the book. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Huh? Yep. Come on. We need to stay in the book. Amen. 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 And so that young man would... They were nervous enough anyway, but here they were, they kind of like, okay, I have to, I have to retract that last statement. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you have the Word of God in you, and you're going to preach the Word of God, you're going to speak in term of the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Huh? Does that, does that sound? <clears throat> you're going to speak in term. It's just like, if God moved through you through His Spirit and His Spirit is quickening, you're going to speak in term of His Word. Guess what? We hear it. Yeah. Through the gifts we hear. Uh, here's the thing. 
How many of you are frustrated with the King James Version Bible? <laughs> Nobody wants to answer. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, be honest now. Used to. Be honest, engines. Huh? Does anybody know why the King James Version Bible? Let, let me put something on you this morning. People look at it, and there's a lot of contention about different versions, and people want to translate it. Let me tell you something. The only reason why I hold dear to the King James Version Bible because that was translated from the original text. Yeah. Right. And you Amen. go back, and I, I, I could go through that whole chart of going back and all these manuscripts and everything. I could go way back. But, and, and you have all these other versions. They just wanted to make it easier for them to read. Yeah. yeah. Difficult. Yeah. It's difficult for it's them to understand. But here's the problem. Why they do not understand? Because they don't have the Spirit of That's God. That's right. Amen. Amen. When yeah. you don't have the Spirit of God, you can't discern the Word That's of God. That's right. And so that's why they have... Here's a good indication about the Word of God. Now, everybody has problems with the King James Version. What is it? Thou, thee, thou say it. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not do. Huh? Mm. Or thou doeth. Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. That's what we refer to as archaic English. If you study about archaic English, you're going to find out you could basically paraphrase it to modern day English. Of course, the New King James Version does that, but I'm kind of, uh, I'm not too happy with some of the things that they put there because it just, it's not the correct definition. So I stay with the original manuscript. And it's not easy for, I mean, it's not hard for me to understand why. Because I have the Holy Amen. Ghost. Right. Holy Ghost helps me to interpret the Word of God. That's right. So, but isn't this an indication people wrestle with it and they go, the King James Version, did you realize this? I use the word archaic. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and this Bible was translated, Brother Dan could probably tell you the year it translated. 1611. Yeah. So 1611, what's, what, what's, we're in 2021. 410 years. So what does that tell you? The book is old. Yeah. <laughs> but, let me tell you something. The book may be old, but it's the book. Yeah, yeah. amen. And all we have to do If you read it more and more, if you read it, the reason why we don't like to study because you read it and we start going into this passage and we go, oh man, you know, but let me tell you something, it interests me. I'm, I'm how would I say, uh, compelled. It draws me. So I begin to read it. It's not so much the words when, because my heart's open to it because you know what? I, I, I am intrigued. And I begin to read, and all of a sudden, it's just like the Lord showed me, and I go, wow. I just kind of back up, and I go, man. You know how they like to use that modern slang word when somebody's surprised, or they get overwhelmed, or whatever, excited, and you go, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 
Sometimes I have those moments and I see that and I'm like, shut up! <laughs> oh, excuse me, Lord, I mean, you know what I mean, Lord? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. It's awesome what's written in there. Yeah. And did you realize, here's the thing, when you study the history of Israel, they're studying, of course, God called them to be separated and unto him, but here was their temptation was the influence of all these other nations around them. You read that and you're going to find out, you know what, one of the, not, not just idolatry was one of their problems, they're falling back into worshiping idols and other gods, false gods. You know what their problem was? Their problem was, amen, they had a hard time with prosperity. Because God blessed them abundantly. I'm, I'm, I'm saying God blessed them. They had abundance of gold, abundance of silver, abundance of, of silk. God blessed them, you know. And that's what weakened them. It's just like, just like everybody else. Get caught up in that. Yeah. Yeah. In the trends. Yeah. And in the, the, the lifestyles. So that's why I said, hey, pay attention to the word. Amen. Pay attention to the word. Okay. So look what he says. This, I need to hurry up. Uh, Leviticus chapter 10. Go there with me. <clears throat> look what he says. It's important for us to, to understand our position and uh, what our responsibility is, our obligation. And, and uh, Leviticus chapter 10, verse number 10 there, it says this. It says... Uh, well, let's back up to verse number 8. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee. When ye go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die, it shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. And that ye, put, and that ye may put difference between the holy and the unholy, and between the unclean and clean, and that ye may teach the children of Israel, all the statutes which the Lord hath spoken unto them by the hand of Moses. So here we have a good idea of what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to teach them the difference between the unclean and the clean. Huh? Between the holy and the unholy. Hallelujah. And how we do that? By the statutes of the Lord. That's right. By his statutes. So we see that that's important for us to, to understand that. And, and in Exodus 19, verse number 6, if you want to go there, look what he says to Israel. When he called them in, in Exodus 19, verse number 6, he said, And ye shall be unto me, look what he says, Ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So, we're to be a kingdom of priests. Remember what we just read in Malachi. The, the priest's lips should keep knowledge. Is that what we read? And they should seek the law at his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. So we're a kingdom of priests. But look what... Let's, let's tie this together now. Let's connect it together now because we're saying, oh, we're jumping around in the Old Testament. So that's the Old Testament. No, it's not. Anybody know what, uh, I'm trying to remember that word, uh, uh, 
my mind just kind of uh, not blank, but there's so many things going in my mind right now. I'm just trying to catch catch the one thing I'm looking for. I'm having about about knowledge, about information. Did you realize this? Real briefly, just real quick, like a lot of people like to look at the Old Testament and go, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Push it back and say, no, no. They say, no, that's not for us today. Yeah. Yeah. That is a false statement. It is for us today. Amen. Because Here's the thing, a lot of the laws contained or that address morality are in the Old Testament. That's right. That's why a lot of people don't walk moral. Even Christians don't walk moral. Yeah. Because they like to phase that out. No, no, that's not for us today. So that's why they don't pay attention to that. You know what Paul said? All scripture is given by inspiration that's of right. God. Amen. And it's profitable for doctrine. For instruction and in righteousness, for reproof, for reproof, for correction. All oh, they say some scriptures, oh. they say just the New Testament. Then why do the, why, why do some churches only teach the New Testament? Yeah. And they, they don't pay attention to the Old Testament. They don't pay attention to the moral laws. They look at us and they say, why do you guys dress the way you dress? Why do you look the way you do? You know what? This is a moral law. Amen. The way you look. Is, is you're observing moral law. Amen. Huh? Amen. And when you don't pay attention to it, guess what? You're going to dress any way you want to dress. Amen. Right? You're going to look any way you want to look. Yeah. Huh? And so that's what they say. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable. It is profitable. We learn that's understanding. We walk with him. Amen. So so we see that. So look what, look what uh, uh, in 1 Peter chapter 2, Look here now, we just read that uh, he said that ye shall be a, uh, be unto me a kingdom of priests and, and a holy nation. Well, let's, let's, we might as well establish this. Look what he says in First Peter chapter 2, verse number 5. He says this, Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Soul, word, and holy priesthood. We're a holy priesthood. The New Testament church. We're a holy priesthood. Matter of fact, we're a royal priesthood according to verse number 9. Chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Why is it? Because we're of the tribe of Judah. Last but not least, man, I cutting it close here. Revelations chapter one. <clears throat> Revelations chapter one, verse number six. The Bible says, well, in verse number five, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead 
and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever so he has made us kings and priests kings and priests scripture verse came to mind talking about kings and priests let me track it down here kings and priests everybody say kings and priests kings, kings and, and priests. priests that's who we are that's who we are isn't it Amen. Amen. kings and priests that's who we are That's who we are. I want to challenge you, all of you that are here. Proverbs chapter 25, verse number 2. It says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. It's the glory of God to conceal a thing. It's his glory to conceal it. Why is it? Guess what? If we want truth, we have to seek it. Yeah. If we want to know truth, we've got to, like I said earlier, dig for it. Search it. It's the glory of God to conceal the thing, but the honor of kings to search out a matter. Uh, Proverbs 25.2. Yeah. Did, you, did I give you a long verse? No, you got it. No, you, you said 25. So here's the thing. It's a, it's a glory of God to conceal a thing, but to honor kings to search out a matter. So we're kings and priests. You know what? Uh, there, there's... Obviously, God has given us that wisdom and knowledge to be able to minister through His Spirit in this congregation. Amen. Praise God, giving us knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Praise God. My people are destroyed because of the lack knowledge. of knowledge. Something to really get to know and to understand the Word of God. Rightly dividing the Word of truth. Rightly dividing. Seeking. That is our calling. That is our responsibility. That is our obligation. To study. I'm amazed. Think about this. Did you folks get your new Bibles yet? Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. I should show everybody my old Bible. I got it not too long before I was ordained, but it said Thompson Chain Bible. But that Bible has a lot of miles on it. 
and written in all over, lines drawn to it, all kinds of stuff written in it. I, I got this one in, uh, I remember, 2006, 2005. And this one's getting to the point now where, of course, the binding on it, that's about the only thing that's happening to it right now. But, but I love this Bible. It's a good study Bible. I have other study Bibles, but amen. I never thought I would ever have any kind of connection with this book. But now, I tell you what, it's, it's amazing how this book means so much to me. It's just I can never get tired of it. And, and you know what, saints, I'm, I'm saying that because you can develop a relationship with God that you can, like Brother Garrett seems to say, stick your nose in the book. Study it. Read it. Even go to the part that is most boring to you and read it and read it Amen. and read it until finally it'll jump right out at you. Amen. Because there's a reason why. There's a reason why. The knowledge back then is so relevant to the time we're living in. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. There's so many things. I'm going to have to prove my point on that one of these times. Mm. And, and go back and from the book of Genesis and bring it up to the present day and show you guys some things in that. And then I go, wow. Wow. So that's why it's important to, to read your Bible. It's important to study. Praise God. Well, thank you very much. Have a good day. It's a beautiful day. God bless you. We'll see you this evening, 6 o'clock. Prayer, 6.30.